morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Huddle. And I am your host, Greg. Man, this 2020 has been a year that I don't think many of us are ever going to forget. I mean, we're talking about pandemic. We're talking about everything that's happened personally to us and how that's affected us. And now, with all the, 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 the issues politically and socially that are at the forefront, and then you wake up this morning and hear the awful news that one of the great NCAA college basketball head coaches, John Thompson, passed away earlier today in his home in Arlington, Virginia. Um, just to give a couple notes of his accomplishments, he was um, an NCAA championship champion with Georgetown in 1984. He was the three-time Big East Coach of the Year. He was the NABC Coach of the Year. This was a guy where he went to Georgetown when Georgetown wasn't a hot commodity in terms of college basketball and made it a big time program to the point where they won a national title. He was one of the premier programs in the Big East when the Big East was the real Big East. For all the old heads out there, remember Syracuse, Connecticut, you had um, all those tough teams in the Big East and he was able to come out and be great. And he'll be missed. He was definitely a legend of the fall. And he was a great coach. Rest in, rest in power, John Thompson. And not to just make it seem like it's nothing, but a couple of days before that, or I would say a day before, uh, over the weekend, I should say, um, the awful news that Chadwick Boseman most prominently known for being the lead actor in Black Panther, passed away due to cancer that he's been dealing with for a while. And it's just a, it's another sad note because it's almost like you don't know what's going to happen next. Or you're prepared for things to happen and they're just still happening. And now it's like, wow, man, what next? Who next? I mean, when you hear about the fact that Mr. Bozeman was dealing with this for four years and didn't let anybody know and nobody knew. That's just amazing in itself. The, 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 the internal fortitude, grit, strength, all of that, you know, and, um, you know, he passed away uh, just a couple of days ago to um, cancer. So I'm just going to give a quick five seconds of silence just to show some respect for these two gentlemen that have passed away. Okay, now um, back to the show. What I really wanted to talk about uh, in this episode is um, obviously, you know me, I like to play a little bit of games here and there. So um, the new Madden came out, Madden 21. Now with this new Madden that's come out, obviously you get really excited. And, and I in a previous episode, I told you how it was one of the um, highest selling games of like all time. And it seems as though they could be going through some major changes, if not a rough spot. There's been a lot of uh, pushback with this particular man, issues, bugs, things that need to be fixed that people feel like should aren't things that are big enough where this should have been taken care of before. 
because what Madden does is like every couple weeks or every one, every so often they'll give these major updates. Every week there's an update. You know, players go down, players uh, their ratings go up, and the bugs that need to be fixed they usually install those. And there's just a lot of them now when people got to wait till allegedly, allegedly September 10th for the big massive download to come where a lot of these bugs would be fixed. But to have to deal with that for those that have got the game for however, you know, 10 days, it just, to be honest, it sucks a little bit. You know, and the fact that now they're going to lose the deal with the NFL and there's this new NFL 2K that's coming out. Now, a lot of people that were Madden diehards, you might be now moving into the forward like, whoa, might not be a Madden holiday. It might be NFL 2K holiday or NFL whatever holiday. But we'll see because you got to chalk part of why Madden was the way that it was this year was probably due to the pandemic. Um, they probably had to work from home, not have the equipment with them and, and things of that nature. I don't know why it came out this bad, but I mean, like I said, when an update transpires, then we'll see how people feel. Now, um, the NBA playoffs, I want to talk about that briefly. These NBA playoffs in the bubble, you really didn't know how to expect what to feel, what to think about it with it having no fans and no real away or home court advantage. I thought the games have been very good. I like the fact that, you know, you could hear the talking on the court. You could hear the teams cheering. And they found a way virtually to have fans be there. So you could at least feel like you're playing in front of fans. But just in terms of the game that's being played on the court in the Western Conference, when you have now the emergence of Luka Donich, I mean, Luka don't hurt him, Donich. This guy, when they want to hurt you, when they got guys coming up to you saying you're nothing, when they try to intentionally, you know, take you out, that lets you know that you've arrived. You're a problem, an enigma, something that they don't understand how to stop. And when the Dallas Mavericks were playing the Clippers, it was a very cantankerous start to that game. I mean, the Clippers said, look, we're going to try our best to get inside Luka's head by doing any and all things possible. And I will say this, Luka's legit. I don't, I'm not saying he's a superstar, he's a top five player in the league. He's, what I'm saying is, in this modern day of the NBA, he is a lead ball handling guard that could get you a triple-double but not just 15, 20. He could get you one of them hardened 50, 60-point triple-doubles. Now all you got to do, if I'm the GM with the Mavericks, you know you have Porzingis, but you wonder about him being injury-prone. You got Luka Donich. You got a couple other pieces on the team. Get him a legitimate guy that you feel that could be a number two and more shooting. And, and Dallas is right there, man. They, 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 they really had, I don't want to say really had the Clippers up against the ropes because it, it went six games, but I think they really opened some people's eyes. Like, these guys are really that good. Another series that's going on is between the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. I mean, between Mitchell and Murray, the M&M boys, those guys seem like they're just going back and forth, scoring 50 points apiece. 
Who wants to win? And I mean, when you talk about 50 points up, like they both had 50 point games in the series. It's crazy. Young, talented teams. They haven't reached their potential yet. That is going to be a fascinating series. Fascinating. Now with the Rockets and the Thunder, that game is going on right now. And I don't want to sit there and say what's going to happen, but I would like to see a game game seven in that series as well. That's how hyped, and I would like to see those two teams really go at it. And in the East, look, when I see uh, Boston playing Toronto, I think the problem that Toronto is going to have is, is that Boston, they're very... Toronto throws a lot of junk defenses, and I don't mean that in a bad way. What I'm saying is they throw a lot of multiple zones at you. And what Boston could do is shoot the ball, and you got to play them straight up. But the thing is, they are a team built on the ability to drive and kick, drive and kick, and you have to be able to defend that. In the first game, Toronto had a tough time defending that. We'll see how they can adjust for game two. But another thing, too, I need to know who is going to be that guy when it gets sticky. Who could get me a bucket? Because last year, when you had cornrows don't lie, Kawhi, he was that guy. I mean, who's it going to be on Toronto? Is it going to be Lowry? I I, I I don't know. And when I look at the Heat and the Bucks, I mean, look, I'm you know me, I'm a Bulls fan. I thought it was a great acquisition when the Heat acquired Jimmy Butler because he fits that mold. Tough, gritty, plays both sides of the court, is one of those guys where he doesn't walk around like a tough guy, but he's not going to walk away if you got something to say to him in his face. And he plays defense too. But the thing is, I'm watching them play, and they got all these guys, these guys on, on their roster. And how about this one guy named Duncan Robinson? I mean, when you think about that, were his parents San Antonio Spurs fans? And they were like, I like, mom said, I like Tim Duncan. And the dad said, I like David Robinson. Let's go with Dave Duncan Robinson. But I mean, when you look at the Heat, they got a system where they're, and I'm not saying they are, but they are Patriot-like in that they have a system. They don't go out and get the big splash guys. They know how they want to play. They acquire guys. They draft guys that all fit their system. And you're expected to have a knowledge and understanding of how we do things in Miami. And they got a whole bunch of guys that can ball handle, shoot the three, finish around the rim. And you got five guys and got guys coming off the bench that have that capability of doing that. I mean, when you look at the Heat, when they lost Wade, when they lost Bosh, when they lost LeBron, you thought it would be a decade before you'd even they'd even sniff the playoffs. And look at them now coming in the fifth seed and basically gave the Bucks a two-piece and a biscuit in game one and, and and took that game. So now that series now is going to be very, very interesting. And breaking news, everyone. Breaking news. The Oklahoma City Thunder have defeated the Houston Rockets 104-100. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go with a game seven. Because you know what I like about game sevens? It's show up or blow up. Barbecue or mildew. Ain't no tomorrow. It's all about right now. And I like to see the 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 the, the character of who's going to show up and show out. Because today, in game one, you had Jimmy Butler scoring a career-high 40 points. 
Is that going to happen every game? No. But he showed up today, and I'm sure he's going to be on the radar of the Bucks moving forward. Very interesting. Now you got two game sevens. You got the Rockets and the Thunder. You got the Denver New Jays against the Utah Jazz. While the Lakers, and you know what's ironic? You sit here and you got uh, two, you got young teams with, you know, the, the Nuggets and the Jazz. And then you got the Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder duking it out. And then you got the old guys in the Lakers and the Clippers always wanting rest, not wanting to play every day, getting all this time to rest. Sometimes it just works out that way for you, right? Anyway, um, that's what I, I, all I wanted to talk about. That's what I had on my chest and wanted to get off. Uh, thoughts on, you know, the, the those gentlemen that passed. Disappointment, frustration, and mad. Hopefully, you know, they could get it fixed quickly because I need to be getting my mad on. You feel me? And, um, yeah, the NBA, it's 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 better than expected, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what I'm seeing in the NBA. So, with my positive quote to end this episode, I'd like to say this. The truth is... Everyone is going to hurt you. You just got to find the ones worth suffering for. The truth is, everyone is going to hurt you. You just got to find the ones that are worth suffering for. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.